1: Episode four of Buddy's Buddies with Bridget and Ian of Clay Space <music> Greetings and welcome, buddies. Uh, I picked the windiest time of day to record this intro for the podcast, um, wise move on my part, probably not, and there's a cloud that's verging on jet black above me, so let's see how long this optimistic plan of mine lasts, yeah, I hope you've been good, hope you had a listen to last week's episode with Sorrel Robbins of the Camomile Clinic, it was Eye-opening for me. Hope it was eye-opening for you. And uh, yeah, it was. It was really fascinating. It was. Um, it was a lesson in all things natural. Some say alternative. Some don't. Uh, however you want to put it. It was. It was thoroughly interesting and engaging. And I love listening to Sorrel talk about it all because she she's got so much time and experience in communicating this to people so yeah it it really helps talking to somebody like that because uh I can come at it with my limited knowledge, and she can uh come at it with her extensive knowledge and together we can meet and present a podcast for everybody hopefully so yeah it it was um really nice to it's really nice to have had that time so yeah, hope hope you dug it this week is another banger, I would say. In all humble <laughs> honesty, uh, that was really is great. Um, basically, I so I spoke to Ian and Bridget of uh, the notorious, infamous, amazing Clay's Bay Studios up in North Down Road, uh, located opposite, uh, for geography's sake, KG Winters, and um, right next to Art Exchange, uh, next to sort of on that same strip with uh, Riz restaurant and um i mean obviously this is of use to people who are either in margate or visiting margate if you're listening to this in canada uh i'm not going to say skip i'm going to force you to listen to this bit because uh uh, you have no choice in the matter so yeah they're they're up on there um they they gave me some of their valuable time. As you can hear they're incredibly busy people and um as i always say with these podcasts like that usually it can be quite hard to book a time to chat to people is because I mean this is my saying like I, I parrot this all the time but it's true like usually the people I'm I want to speak to are busy doing the things I want to speak to them about and Bridget and the inner you know, no exception like they, they are usually engaged in classes and uh, all manner of ceramic duties but um, yeah I managed to catch them on a relatively quiet morning and still quite a lot of their time Uh, um, yeah uh, it was it was uh, incredibly generous of them but yeah so we we recorded this um it was before i actually it was before i had enrolled in their beginners course which was a six-week uh pottery beginners course excuse me if my concentration lapses i'm walking on I'm doing this at the at the beach again. And uh I'm walking along the tide is out and, and like the the rocks are really slippery and I did just fall in. Uh I've edited that out to spare well to spare my own embarrassment. But uh yeah, so bear with me. I'm doing my best. Um yeah, so the uh I have literally just like in the last week finished their 6 week uh, beginner's course uh, which was so good it was I mean it there's so much about ceramics and pottery that I am utterly oblivious to and in in this conversation you'll hear that and it's annoying because like after doing the beginner's course like I realized in editing it just now like I've basically edited it today so I've got this I've got it all fresh in my mind to do the intro but um yeah there, there are a lot of things that I bring up and probably reclarify that perhaps not so sure if they need bringing up but I left them in because I, I just remembered this sort of beginner's mind thing so uh, I mean there's some of it perhaps is obvious to people with you know a, a basic understanding of ceramics but I, I mean there's probably people listening who Uh, maybe you're maybe you're really keen to start maybe you just want a real basic idea of what's involved in it processes where to start how you start what's possible all this kind of stuff so I left it in Um, and it it was nice to actually re-listen because uh, I feel like I should have edited this podcast and listened to it myself before I did the beginners course (laughs) because yeah I I don't know there's a lot I probably could have actually gained from it in the revision Um, anyway so we get we get into a lot uh i mean a lot of it involves for instance like the greater issue of mental health which you know we don't go into mental health exactly but we you know it's, it's the the craft of ceramics and pottery and working with clay working with your hands the flow state like how important that is to um the, one's mental health and general well-being and like i mean i, I got first-hand experience of that just recently with the with the course what what happens is like the, you get there at six thirty, you look at the clock okay start at six thirty. you look up again it's eight literally it, it it just happens in the blink of an eye it's incredible um it was a really cool opportunity to get into that state i mean i i, I get it with music making and things like that and actually podcast editing sometimes like you, you just get in the zone and you know suddenly it's like and then you you know you sort of wake up and you're back in the real world so that that's sort of what happened to pottery uh, and, and ceramics um so yeah we we cover that we get into uh how they made their journey to Margate and uh their their own origin story and like how they met and everything how they teamed up previous jobs um all, all that all that stuff like pre pre Margate business and it, it's it's really it's fascinating like i mean it's, especially in the case of ian like ian was a bit of a dark horse and and then he's you know then you suddenly hear about what he used to do, and it was it was bananas i mean that I think that's probably a podcast in itself to be honest it's crazy stuff um yeah, and then you know it's just stuff like the the as I said the processes the uh the potential of clay and essentially just like the the grind that it took to get where they are today you know sometimes you 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 can see a place like uh clay space and it's sort of up and running and everything's working, and it's all done and finished and glistening and doing the thing it's supposed to be doing but you you know you might not be aware of the the struggle it took to get there necessarily so it's cool just to hear hear all about that from from their own in their own words you know so um yeah that, that's totally what we we get let in on on this episode um oh a breath just been clambering all over stones replacing batteries in this recorder uh there's a lot going on behind the scenes folks um Yeah, thanks for bearing with me on this. God. Surprising how out of breath you can get just walking over something. It's bizarre. Anyway, so before I run out of breath entirely, intro business. So you want to follow Clay Space on Instagram. They are at Clay Space Studio. Easy enough to find. You can just do a dig for that. You will find them. Yeah, I've been following them for a minute. They are a good follow. And visual medium helps because... They end up with physical products, and it's lovely to see them and get an idea of what you know. Just for inspiration's sake, like if you if you want to engage in one of their courses or have a drop in, or you know, they do a lot of work with kids as well, so that like they have kids' courses and classes and all this kind of stuff. All of that information you can find out on their website, which is clayspace.org.uk, or just Google Clayspace Margate. do what you got to do. You know what you're doing. It's it's an easy it's an easy find. You'll, you'll get them. Um, yeah, so dig that, and ultimately, dig this. Enlightening words, inspirational, uplifting, a lot of fun, a lot of clay slang, which I never knew about until this, and you'll hear my amusement at that. Uh, I think it's great, it's got a real nice old school, old schoolness to it. Some of it sounds like swear words, it's kind of naughty, but um, you'll uh, hear all of that coming up. So, please enjoy episode number four. Buddies, buddies, starring Bridget and Ian of Clayspace Studios, Margate. Let's go. I am joined by Bridget. Hello. Hello, Bridget and Ian. Hi. Of Clay Space in Margate, of sixty-one Northdown Road, to be precise. Yes. Yeah. How is today going so far for you both?
2: pretty nice it's we've just broken up for a week um so we would you know need to sit down and make a really long list of all the jobs we're going to do and yeah, yeah. then maybe even have a couple of days off so yeah relax a couple of rare days off are, are yeah. you
1: are you pretty sort of chocolate block week to week like do, do you sort of run on vaguely term time yeah like school yeah term?
2: we do yeah but um the thing that's kind of picking up now is private classes
3: yeah so we're quite busy really because we have the normal timetable and then all the private classes squeeze in between and then uh, yeah so it's pretty full-on isn't it yeah well
1: we'll get into what what is involved in a, a class and all this business but uh, i'll start with a hardball question so what 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 is what is clay space
3: tell me gone in <laughs> come on in uh oh dear it's, it's, a it's, it's a not-for-profit social enterprise uh basically trying to offer professional ceramic studio facilities for the whole community to get involved with having to go at clay really and yeah. using clay for the first time or or people who've been doing ceramics for a while to have somewhere to go and carry on doing their practice or yeah, yeah. also like local creatives who want to just sort of expand what they do and have a go at ceramics and maybe put that into their professional sort of practice mm-hmm. as well.
2: And then we have a, a sort of interest in um, mental health. As well, so we try and sort of pick up interesting projects along the way, and the next stage is applying for funding oh. um, to do more of that.
1: Is it like uh, do you do you come up with specific projects based around that, or do you sort of? Uh, we, do we opportunities kind of, just come up.
2: Yeah, opportunities seem to come up. That's the market Way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, goosey. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, people approach us with suggestions. There was a really lovely one we did with. Power Festival, not last year. You know the Power of Women Festival? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the year before last was it. An yeah, artist so. called Tracy Peasley um, wanted to do a thing about women celebrating um, their everyday achievements. Yeah. So um, it was kind of really beautifully put together that it was women who hadn't really been involved in the arts at all right, right. and it was run kind of in quite a therapeutic way by her um and there were kind of there was one lady who was a sole carer for her husband and she made this beautiful trophy for herself of two hands holding oh, you know ladies who just so like nice. suffer from really terrible depression and you know the achievement is to get out of bed in the morning you know yeah. put food on the table for children yeah, things like yeah. that and they did this brilliant brilliant workshop or well, two workshops and then th- yeah. there was some brilliant photos taken and they put them in the, uh, in the learning studio in the Turner Gallery, these like oh. great big photos of like hands holding trophies and yeah. people's faces when they were comfortable to have the photos taken. Oh. And then these women came in to see their work exhibited yeah, in the yeah. Turner and it was really, really special. It's
1: so amazing because um, you know, like the Turner is a huge local institution, mm. establishment, and it's almost like that validation of, you've done this thing for yourself pretty much, but then it's like, oh, instantly it's on display for everyone and yeah. you're getting that instant feedback. It yeah, must be so good. Cool. And it, I mean, in what way do you think pottery can relate to mental health? Cause I, I had a crack at sort of, I was thinking about it and, i'm sort of really into the idea of that kind of the flow state and yes like yeah yeah mindfulness yeah mindfulness Totally. so is is there a sort of do you find a link and a correlation absolutely definitely i mean
2: there's there's a lot of research about it um you know the, the direct benefit of working with anything um creative but particularly ceramics yeah because i think it's so blank that you can put anything you want onto it you know it's like with you're working with wood you've got to sort of respect the grain and yeah. you know with clay you know you shove your hand in it and it's it's I a think. thing yeah
1: <laughs> yeah like you've literally got your handprints all over the thing and, yes and you're immediately in real yeah. yeah
2: and it can be really technical or it can be really fine art or it can be craft based yeah you know you can make something quite simple quite quickly or get really really detailed
3: yeah depending also, on also um you find that people, like they come in and they're anxious or nervous or whatever, and they sit down. And then as soon as they get their hands on that clay, it's they just like immediately just sort of go calm and start chatting to each other and opening up and yeah. like conversation starts. it's that start thing as and, well
2: that everybody sits around a table, um, but they're not looking at each other. They're looking at what they're doing because there's this yeah. kind of quite a lot of sharing goes on. Yeah, a, a bit lot. too much sometimes. <laughs> oh, well, you must hear it all,
4: yeah.
2: No, I don't hear any of it. I hear huh. it going on, but I'm too busy saying, oh, yeah, that, that's gonna, that's not going to crack, that'll be fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. well done. <laughs> and you can kind of see, you know, people like, you know, saying these deep things to each other. Uh, or maybe they're not, maybe they're just, like, slagging off Tracy Emin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious with the with the Margate local born and bred. Yeah. There's this whole thing, and it's like because they're surrounded by people who are kind of doing things creative. She comes up a lot, doesn't she? She does, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like somebody will say, oh, that Tracy... And and then someone will say, oh, I really like what she does. And then they'll be like, oh, you know, it's (laughs) like I'm going to have to think about this again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
3: But it's difficult for for the people who've been here, born and bred here, because we get a lot of that, don't we? Mm. And they have got, like, a different attitude to Margate than... The kind of the new influx of people who are coming in from London and everywhere, yeah, so
2: yeah. they're still processing it, yeah,
3: because it's it's happened really fast in a way, you know. This kind of suddenly gone from being like really deprived and then suddenly bang, there's all yeah. these people here and things happening, so Gardneries they're kind of coffee shops and whatnot. Mm. yeah, you know, it's kind of a big change really. So it's they're, they're mostly still processing excited about it. it, but they are yeah. still kind of a bit anxious. wary, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's sort of understandable, though. I guess it's totally, more like, yeah, like if imagine if I'd been living here all my life and then all of a sudden these, oof, I mean, I don't know, I hate to tell London people <laughs> with the same brush because you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time there and I, I, I do love it, but like it, that feeling of sort of like everyone coming in and it, it must feel a little, you probably get a bit defensive and perhaps even tribal to a degree. So I'm sure there's a sort of risk of that.
2: Well, there's you know. the whole thing about, you know, we could have we could have put a, a new hospital in instead of that yeah, gallery. Yeah, well Yeah. yeah. But
1: yeah, it's, it's always the, the arts. Always <laughs> get a bash in them yeah, and yeah. The, like, well, actually, well, okay, that these months are the next, the next thing I was going to bring up. So, like, how long have you been here for?
2: Five years. Where are you both from? I'm from the Lake District originally. Ah.
3: Um, I'm from the West Midlands, but we both met in Loughborough at our College. At our college. In Loughborough, okay. And uh, we've lived in Leicestershire for quite th- a large
2: chunk of time. <laughs> yeah,
3: and like been there, moved away, moved back. So we moved down from. Leicestershire. Leicestershire. So you were so another DFL? Yeah, with DFL, DFLs, yeah, exactly. yeah, down from Loughborough, yeah. down from yeah. Leicester. <laughs> yeah.
1: Double L. Uh, uh-huh. And um, how, how did you, like, how, what was the path to Margate, what delivered
2: you to Margate? Some friends had moved here um, quite early on, um, yeah. and he's from Leicestershire as well, oh. and he'd pop round, um, when, when he would go and see his mum, because um, he was living in London, yeah. he'd pop in on us if we were in, and he kind of turned up this one time going, oh, my God, Margate, Margate. It was just, just Margate, Margate. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought, well, we'll just go for a weekend then. We'll go and stay with him. Well, them. we
3: were looking for somewhere to move and set up a studio. Yeah. But we couldn't kind of, really find anywhere in Leicestershire at all.
2: So we'd start yeah. to sort of spread the net a bit wider. So yeah. we kind of half a mind that, you know, maybe Margate would be the place. I wanted to move to Tomberdon, but Ian was Where's having... Where's that? Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's near Hebden Bridge in Yorkshire.
1: Okay. All right, yeah. But
3: it means going north. And it's grim up north. Oh, <laughs> I've heard. <did. laughs> <laughs>
1: you can say that, I'm not. <laughs> no, you're not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we yeah. popped down for the weekend and we, we went to Forts Cafe. I don't know if you've heard yeah, yeah.
1: well, I, I think, well, in my limited time, I mean, I, I always say on this podcast, I'm a gay baby. I've been here for, like, a bit over a year. Right. Um, and I think in that year, uh, Forts sort of went from being... Not open that often to being entirely shut. Mm. Uh, it, it changed
2: and, ownership by then anyway. Okay,
1: so, oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. but it, it's shut now, isn't it? Yeah. So for sale, yeah. Think, yeah.
2: But yeah, we were kind of went in there um, and just immediately knew. We were just kind of sat there, didn't even say anything, did we? We were just nodded. Mm. Went home, put the house on the market.
3: Wow. Packed in our jobs. Packed in our jobs. <laughs> cashed
2: in his pension.
3: Came down here <laughs> and thought, oh my god, what will we done? No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sure, the internal voice was probably a bit like, yeah. "Oh God,"
3: but yeah, cautiousness. I'm
2: sure it's natural.
1: But like, so what? What was the order of events? And so you you put the house on the market. Did you find this place like straight no, away? God, no, God, that,
2: that took some heartbreak. What
1: was What was the story behind that? Um
2: We were really lucky. We we rented this brilliant place. We're like, oh yeah, we'll only need it for three months because you know we're, we're buying somewhere, and we're there a yeah. whole year, and. um because Ian had packed his job in, we then couldn't get a mortgage. <laughs> oh, so Yeah, we weirdly,
3: like, if you haven't got a job, they won't give you a mortgage. Yeah. So, who knew? So yeah. we
2: so we wrote a business plan, and when I say we, I mean Ian. Um, yeah, and that
3: took quite a while, didn't it?
2: Yeah, so it was kind of like a whole year of getting a mortgage sorted. Yeah, we had, to, we had to find a
3: broker. and It just yeah.
2: kind of went on and on. Was, it was this stuff yeah. that you
1: were familiar with before? Like no. You, been in a, you haven't been in a business before? Yeah, I feel like that's... The people I I know who've done it, it's like the, the time they write a business plan is the first time they've written a business yes, plan. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. It's kind of fun though. It's like how much should we is say <laughs> we're going to take in the first year? Oh, let's say one hundred and twenty thousand. You know, just write it down. Yeah, you know, it's kind of meaningless. But yeah, no, we try like, we tried yeah. to
3: work it out realistically, and then the uh, broker said, "You haven't got hope in hell of anybody ever giving you any money." Bump ever. it up, bump the figures. So you've just, got just bump the figures
2: keep up a bit. It. What? Yeah. So oh, yeah, of course, it's all hypothetical.
3: Yeah, you can just make it <laughs> yeah. up.
1: Yeah, it's so sort of arbitrary. It's like... Yeah. I think that's why I've, I've always sort of had trouble, trouble with a lot of financial planning. It's like, well, I don't know, it could it could go up or down. I, I, yeah. I, I, just, I can never, I can never <laughs> put a mark in the sand of that kind of stuff. So you found a place, We not, found not We place.
2: found four or five places that all fell through for one reason or, or another. It was yeah. just, like, really, really harsh. You know, you kind of like, you know... You'd moved in, you were kind of planning it in your head and everything, and then something happened and it fell through. And that seems to be a lot of people we've spoken to. Really? Yeah. Mm, Kind of. Urchin Wine, Minion Orsons found this great place that they were going to. Were they going to rent it or buy it? And then the person they were dealing with actually didn't own it. Oh, how does that work? (laughs) (laughs) Can't do that. So, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, everybody everybody has that kind of like, you know, they're emotionally and usually financially into it and then it just all crashes. But this one just landed beautifully in the end and the guy who owned this place, it had been in his family.
3: 40 or 50 years or something. Wow.
2: And, uh, yeah, it was just like there was no, he kind of wandered in, yeah, we love it, we love it. it." Yeah. And he went, oh, yeah, it'll be this much money.
3: Just get a solicitor and talk to my solicitor and we'll just do it.
2: And then he handed wow. us the keys over and said, it hasn't gone through yet, but, you know, just in case you want to start painting, we'll be moved out next week.
3: <laughs> We're like, oh, Optimistic. No.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's great. It's been so
1: amazing. that was all... Problem, but then it just happened, right like, immediate.
3: The... It was like, what, it was like four weeks or something, wasn't it? And then, well, we had and no choice because so... we spent
2: all our money buying the building. And then we had like the tiniest, tiniest budget to sort it out. So we put the like, floor down at the like one
3: and a half thousand or something, didn't we? Or and we, two just need, thousand. we? Yeah,
2: we needed to open because we needed to pay the mortgage. Yes, yeah, so you've got to start getting, yeah. getting people. So we in just started and, yeah. and then we've been kind of doing it up around ourselves. Yeah. The whole of the back of the building was falling off, the roof was leaking.
1: Can you Can you make new. New rooms out of pottery? I don't know. Is that
2: how it works? <laughs> I don't know. I always had a bit of a dream that we'd buy a place in the middle of the countryside with clay and, like, yeah, dig yeah. the clay out. That would be the lake. Oh. And then we'd, like, build a chimney out of the bricks where we dug and then make oh, a timber yeah. house around the chimney.
1: Well, the most organic...
2: It would be so cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you, know, you have picture to have it me. in my head. Back yeah, in, yeah, I totally can. But then
3: back in the real world. Back in the real world, we <laughs> bought a
2: crumbling place in Margate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It looks really sturdy from the outside. uh, What I love about the the app, when you look in, um, it has a level of privacy. So, like, when I came to meet you guys this morning, I couldn't see anything inside. I was like, did we get the right day? Or am I two hours too early or something? Probably
2: explains why we never get any parcels delivered then. (laughs) They always think we're closed.
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, when you've got, like, a regular letterbox, so, like, it's sort of... There's no way to leave a, a big old Amazon box. It's
3: the, op- it's the opposite in the evenings as well because it's like all the lights are on inside and then it reflects back so all you can see is the studio and then people yeah. are walking past and waving at you and, yeah. and getting really upset because like, oh, yeah, they like, how rude. However, the first, the
2: first couple of weeks we were open, um, we were the first of the new businesses to open on the North Down Road ah, right, and yeah. um, there was still... It was still pretty spicy. <laughs> oh, spicy. It's kind of like blatant drug deals going on outside yeah, 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 the window yeah. and stuff. And yeah, it's a little bit right. People came wandering in, didn't they? I mean, people still do, but... You mean what, what, what kind of... People, people absolutely off their faces, uh, you know, no, just like, what's this? You know, yeah. some guy came wandering in and we were trying to mop... And he's going, sorry, mate, we're closed. He's like, what, not even for a cup of coffee? <laughs> oh, you can see there's not a coffee place, doesn't Obviously have we? couldn't. Well, you've
1: got, mu- well yeah, you've got mugs, but it's uh, probably fresh new projects off the kiln.
2: <laughs> but when we were right on the, the, the worst corner, really, of the North Down Road, apparently. Sometimes, yeah, in
1: uh, Marmar, because that overlooks it. and it's, Sometimes it looks so beautiful, and then you might see one, perhaps slightly nefarious activity going on. Like, oh, come on, guys, look. This could be so pretty. I'm sitting in a room full of plants, it's just like I'm ruining. It. So, so then yeah, okay. You moved in here. Was it a pretty lengthy procedure getting everything set up? Like, what's what's the process of setting a, a ceramics pottery studio?
2: So, clay dust is pretty dangerous. Um, mm. So, you have to make sure everything is really cleanable and organised. You know, you kind of don't want to be kind of like cumulative breathing in dust.
1: Is it, and dust. I mean, you have to excuse me because I've. I've actually got probably slim to zero experience with pottery and clay. Soon mm-hmm. seems to change because I do, I do intend on doing the beginner's course. But at what stage does the dust enter the atmosphere? Are you talking about when things have been... So the-
2: raw clay, um, the powder from raw clay, so when you're working on it, if um, you have sort of wet slops as soon as that dries yeah. or, you know, if you're kind of working on it and sc- scrapings dry and things like that, Uh, You know, if you're kind of wearing clothes, you get it on your clothes and then that dries. And then as you're moving and it breaks up, the dust goes up in the air. uh, It's quite dangerous. Um, But not as a one-off thing. It's kind of more... It's a cumulative
1: problem, really. So daily exposure. Yes, more
2: daily exposure.
1: Yeah,
3: Yeah. Yeah. it's more dangerous to us than it is to the people who come in occasionally. (laughs) Well, you know, if
2: people people are then going to go away and start a career as a ceramicist, they need they need to know. But uh, yeah, so the first. So thing... So we have
3: to mop and all that sort of stuff all the time. So yeah, the first thing we had to do was get a, a moppable floor, an industrial floor put oh, yeah, down uh, covering, and that's pretty much et into our entire budget. Really, it did yeah, yeah doing yeah. that, and then all the other stuff we had to build all the benches and cupboards and find chairs and tables. From I mean, the- it
2: all came out of skips and presents from friends. Really, yeah, yeah. it's like. Um, We've got a little kitchenette at the back. Yeah, I don't think you've seen it yet. And it's—I
1: it, think I've seen the pictures of on Instagram.
2: Right, it's really yeah. cute. So there's there's like a really funny little sort of double sink that came out of the old um, Harbour Arm pub before the where Cheesy oh, know, Tiger right. was. Yeah, 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 and we swapped that with cheesy tiger guys for some mugs oh, and then charlie and tracy who were the guys we came and stayed with gave us a load of old table legs and that's underneath the sink holding it up and wow. then dan thompson had been into the parade of shops at arlington just before they were demolished and taken out stuff and so the black and white tiles it are, res- from, are from, arlington. from there yeah wow. We got given a dishwasher, which I'm still very excited about, mm. and got given that washing
1: machine as well. Yeah, didn't the we? washing machine. Yeah. Oh,
3: you yeah. out, you guys. Yeah, I know,
2: I know, <laughs> and lovely. it's like all the tables are all from skip diving and gifts. Yeah, or just yeah.
3: dumped by the dumpsters out. Yeah. on the street. Yeah, same with the
2: chairs. Yeah. You know, there's like one of our lovely regulars. I've got two chairs. Would you like them? Yes. <laughs> yep. Do you
3: want to look at them first, mate? <laughs> Bring them in.
1: Wow, amazing. But then, so everything else. So let's say,
2: the wheels and the kilns and things we came with, because I was already doing. I was kind of doing this on a much smaller scale in Leicestershire, but out of a tiny little terraced house.
1: Ah, yeah. Because I was going to ask you like your origin stories. So like. So you, you've been, have you been doing...
2: That's all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. From 11 years yeah. old, I was kind of like drawing pictures of what my pottery studio was going to be like. Oh, no way. It's crazy, you still isn't have them? it? Still have pictures? No, no, yeah. lost lost all that stuff. Oh, but no uh, yeah, you know, the dream is still there. Yeah. So, yeah. Is,
1: does, does this look like your, your dream pictures? God, your
2: no. No, I had right. no idea I was going to like get evangelical about it, and make everyone else yeah. do it too. I thought it was yeah, gonna be yeah. you know, me and an orchard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, idyllic little hut
2: made out of clothes. <laughs> nice.
1: So so you've been you've been basically involved in, in yeah. pottery since way back. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry I'm not when I say way back, I just mean No, way back. I'm quite time. old now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> God, there's no good way of saying that. I just mean yeah, since you were Yeah, a
2: kid. my whole yeah. life I've always wanted to do it. So my first um Non student cleaning job was um, running a ceramic studio in a psychiatric hospital. Ah. And then I did a lot of community art stuff and um, a lot of kind of, you know, two hours teaching here, two hours teaching there. And Ian's helped me always set up studios. So right. I had a brilliant one at Loughborough University that I used to, it was like a little gatehouse. Yeah. Um, and it was called the Pottery Cottage. <laughs> so oh, lovely. And I used to teach two classes a week out of that, um, and the rest of the time it was my studio. Wow. So you've yeah. always
1: been pretty much sort of in the, in the teaching, sharing... A bit of teaching,
2: main. a yeah. lot of making. I was a production potter, like, seriously banging stuff out, like hundreds of pots, you know, yeah, um, for years. Yeah, and then Ian got involved with it as well.
3: So, Ian, what's your, what's your, what's your deal? <laughs> what's, what's your story? <laughs> uh, I did fine art originally, sort of uh, painting... And um, sculpture, sculpture first. as well, yeah. Okay, and then so kind of, uh, I needed money, so I kind of drifted into having to find work. Yeah. So I ended up doing um, uh, set building and theatre stuff, and
2: cannons kind of, to shoot <clears throat> human cannonballs yeah, out of. One of the first jobs was working for a, an events
3: <laughs> company. So I'm all ears. <laughs> yeah, the first thing they had me doing was sign writing all the vans while they were loading them to to oh, yeah. fill them up, to go off to London. So they're all bouncing up now. And I'm sitting in the car park trying to sign write their new phone numbers on it. Yeah. Exactly and then, wrong
1: circumstances to, to <laughs> do sign writing? So.
3: Yeah, I think that was the first time I'd ever done sign writing. And they said, can you do sign writing? And I was like, yeah, of course I can, yeah. On uh, <laughs> a moving vehicle. <laughs> yeah, and they did all sorts of crazy stuff. We built, like, human cannonballs and... No, cannons,
2: not human cannonballs. Uh, can, canons, <laughs> yeah, not cannonballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, was the cannon, cannonball. I was the cannonball, yeah. <laughs> Rocket-powered
3: bike, yeah. Rocket-powered bikes oh, for jumping wow. rivers and exploding coffins with people inside them, <laughs> and how bizarre, yeah, all sorts of crazy stuff.
1: And like, and this stuff, does it? Did you? I don't know, I don't know where to go with it. Cause there's so many <laughs> things like could <laughs> Like everything's fighting for attention in my head. Um, like, what? How did you? Did you just sort of chance, chance your way into that kind of? Yeah, I think I saw
3: an it? ad in the paper for because um, they were just they were just up the road from where we lived. And I think it was uh, an ad for... signwriter. Yeah, I think it was. it was. I think for somebody to do some sign writing and to do some... Um, scenery painting, maybe? No, I think it was to do some layouts for scenery so they could send them off to clients and say, know, oh, we could do this or we could, like, make a... Oh, OK, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like a, a, I don't know, like a... French street scene, sort of yeah, party, yeah. or you know, that kind of thing.
1: so all like portfolio type stuff for them. Yeah. So yeah. I think
3: they just wanted somebody to do some illustrations and stuff like that and sign writing. So mm-hmm. I went along and, and then it just kind of went a bit insane after that, really. Yeah, just got involved yeah, in all the crazy projects and, uh, and then moved into theatre. Well, no, actually, I ran my own company for a while doing um, rigging stuff, sort of um,
2: building the unbuildable.
3: Yeah, basically, if if somebody wanted something setting up somewhere in a theatre or an exhibition space that they couldn't figure out how to do, or it was like crazy expensive or just impossible, they yeah. kind of asked me to come along and see if I could rig it up, ah, and okay. make it work. So I used to do that for quite a crazy few years. Crazy,
2: impossible things on no budget—that was your speciality. <laughs> yeah, which kind of sums th- up the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what what was
1: the most what was the craziest thing you were assigned to do?
2: That avant-garde cycling opera was quite bonkers.
3: Yeah, that's quite. Yeah, that was quite <laughs> It was amazing. like
2: performance artists up towers. That when then there was lasers, and this is kind of like it was like in a velodrome as well. There early eighties. Like cy- it was a cycling wow. opera before, wasn't it? before lasers were like um, like <laughs> commonly safely used. Maybe. Exactly. You yeah, go. you wouldn't want lasers to walk. Lasers were pretty you, much yeah. only in James Bond films up until then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you didn't
3: really want to walk in front of them.
2: <laughs> but every time a bike went past and set off a laser, then it would be like a sound loop would play. God,
1: that's, that's high-tech stuff by today's standards. That's like It was pretty proper. cool. Yeah, it, was pretty
2: yeah. Cool.
3: it looked pretty good, but a lot of it was kind of manually operated by <laughs> pulling loads of ropes and strings <laughs> and things. And
1: like steampunk sort of...
3: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it all cool.
2: looked very slick, didn't it? Yeah, on the outside.
3: You, you, <laughs> know, you just didn't see the chaos behind it. Uh,
1: there's so many of the things I'm involved in and the people I speak to are involved in. It's all that. It's like mm. like the duck on the... River, it's yes, like, it's calm on top but underneath it, like, paddling away chaos underneath it. Um, wow, okay, so then you,
3: how, how did the I kind of got a bit? Up? I don't know, we went away traveling then, didn't we? I think, after yeah, you that.
2: did loads of. You, Ian used to change his career every six to eight years, yeah. really, just did something completely, yeah. yeah, and then, yeah, we bogged off, um, got robbed, got stranded in New Zealand, and kind of came back. Sooner than we intended to, and penniless, and it was all like, oh, my God. What, what was it in do? New
0: Zealand?
1: So you got, do you say you got robbed? We got, from, yeah, right, so that's, a, that's a whole oh, other okay.
2: story, but it was the people who were living in our flat in England who robbed us. Oh, um, yeah. it's just all a bit. Oh,
3: God. <laughs> yeah, so but, we ended up pavement drawing to try and sort of get by for quite a long time until we could get some more money, and wow. yeah, it
2: all worked out, but we kind yeah. of came back and we, we kind of landed with a bit of a bump. Back in Loughborough again, which was never the plan, really. We were going to go and live in Hong Kong or maybe Tokyo, weren't we? Yeah. And right. we just couldn't do it because of these stupid people and, yeah. Yeah. And so then we kind of had a bit of a wobble about what we were going to do, didn't we? Yeah. And you, So you went back into... You couldn't decide. I uh, couldn't decide
3: what so I Because I, I think it must have been one of those six, seven-year uh, periods <laughs> where I was about to change career. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So I went back to college... Because I made a real mess of my degree the first time around and only done two years, so kind of had this monkey on my back about that. So I went back to finish my degree.
1: Successfully that time? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, It's nothing like feeling like you're going to fail at any moment to make you succeed really well.
1: I had exactly the same experience, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Because I I sort of, I mean, I didn't like bum out of my uh, first time at it, like college and things like that. Like I could have done so much better, but I didn't. I just, if I'd have applied myself, it would have been amazing, but I just. Spent so much time, you know, I was DJing and all this kind of stuff, and
2: distracted.
1: Yeah, yeah completely yeah. distracted. But then I went back later on, and, and I, I mean, aced it. Yeah, I yeah. did well, and I was, I was maybe arrogantly, but I was thinking, this isn't that? Oh, I could have done this first time round, but it's more just that attitude. I was so mm. focused on it, and yeah, again, as like you say, that feeling of um, this could go belly up at any moment, and. You you just try and write it at every stage. It's like, oh, 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 and then you come back and you sort of focus a bit more on, yeah.
2: If I just know. work a bit harder, you know. yeah,
1: yeah That's the day-to-day struggle, I yeah. uh, finding that <laughs> a lot, <laughs> all, all times. And then so, yeah, you, you both sort of got together and then...
2: And then we, yeah, kind of... Got it all... When I graduated, I was kind of talking about going off and studying again, and you were like, why don't you just set up in a studio and just start working? Mm. And so you kind of helped me set up in a studio, like super, super supportive. And it was brilliant. It was really, really good. And that was kind of the journey through until we yeah. came down to Margate, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, so when the set up studio. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Go on. You were back, <laughs> didn't you?
3: Yeah, we, I, start, I started doing ceramics <laughs> at that point when, when we got back as well, didn't I? So
2: Yeah, so you were working with me. Yeah, so we were both making we, ceramics. And
3: we designed oh. a range of tableware that we kind of sold nationally that went really well. Too and, well, and then I ended up completely doing my back in and uh oh, I know. T- to the point where I couldn't walk or anything. And oh. yeah, the doctors
2: uh, told you you'd never walk again.
1: Seriously,
3: yeah. oh
2: god,
3: and nice. uh, he's quite
2: a lot shorter
3: than he used to be. With, yeah, I've lost a couple of inches
1: due to the, the back, yeah, the yeah from my all.
3: discs all collapsing and prolapsing oh. and stuff like that. Oh. So, yeah, that kind of put a stop to uh, ceramics everything. for a while. Well, everything <laughs> for a while, yeah. And then when I, when I kind of got to the point where I could kind of walk properly again, then I got a job as a web developer because I thought that'd be easy. No heavy lifting.
2: <laughs> and also you'd kind of started doing stuff, hadn't you, um, for me? Yeah. You yeah. know, made me a really nice website. and Oh, yeah, kind of doing of all the photography. All. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Lots yeah. yeah. of really really good product photography and everything and then. Kind of went out. So it just of that, seemed so. like a
3: natural thing to move into for a while just to get some cash. Yeah. And then got stuck in a job for quite a few years that
2: longer than six years.
3: Yeah, longer than I intended to.
2: You were properly in bed with Satan for a while. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: But like you were sort of working on a lot of like corporate type things. Yeah, it people, was all corporate people. stuff, yeah yeah, so it, yeah. yeah. It was
3: just It
2: was a horrible company though, really.
3: Yeah, it was a good company to start with, but it kind of turned a bit nasty, and mm. so it was time to get out. Really,
1: did you see it coming? Mm-hmm. and then you sort of you, you kind of made a dash for it when you when you saw the warning signs, or or did it? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It kind of just all happened. Really, it kind of like it things got was like that. Yeah, things got like really bad there, and then the opportunity to move to Margate came along. So it was just like perfect timing, really, to sort yeah. of chuck that in and and move here. Hence, not having a job when we arrived here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but then yeah, I feel like you sort of you. When you arrived, you made it happen really quick. Mm. You know, I, I love this sort of story about like you, you get to somewhere and then you, you sort of have to make money as quick as you can and then start mm. bringing in people. And it's like you're while it's all it's like working on a moving train. It's kind of like, yes. you, or like you're building the track ahead of the train while it's slowly gliding along.
3: Yeah, as five years on, it's still doing that.
2: <laughs> Very much, yeah. But I mean, I think you know, the train speeding then. up and getting a bit faster. <laughs> every okay. now and then, one of us will go we're just making it up as we go along. It's fine. Nobody's telling us what to do and that's supposed to make us feel better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I've heard that story from more yeah. than a few people that like making it up as you go along. Yeah. And I, I love hearing that because I've, I've genuinely, I think Ian, I've got probably got a lot in common with you. Like I feel like I change what I do quite a lot, but it centers around this sort of the, the orbit is always around for me, it's music and audio. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, for ages I was DJing and sort of making music and I do still do that but like now it's podcasting but it's sort of, the orbit is around audio.
3: Yeah, I think there's a lot of yes. pressure on people to have like one thing like a specialist thing that they do and but do that as a career trajectory yeah. you know, for your mm. whole life, you know. Sort of stay in your lane that is yeah. Your, yeah, and it's like no, you're, you're, you're a bit close. crazy if you <laughs> shift and change.
1: Yeah. And in, in in pottery and ceramics is there like, is there quite a lot of room for like, I mean you're obviously staying in that, that orbit of pottery but Are there sort of different ways you can change it and keep it sort of fresh for yourself? Yeah,
2: I mean, it's brilliant because people just turn up and ask us stuff all the time, like crazy stuff. You spoke to Dom, didn't you? We've done a few projects for Heckles. Oh, OK. We've made an aromaphone. Tell me more. (laughs) What's that? So is it eight fragrances that Heckles have? Yeah, they have their
3: major eight fragrances and they had. um, Pop up at the Ace Hotel in London a few years back now, and they wanted to basically make some kind of sculptural piece in order to be able to present these eight different fragrances to people. So Dom was on about having like some kind of like a tree or something where, or like yeah, there was loads of ideas bandied around, but the eventual
2: one was um, Ian made a sort of strange cabinet out of um, old lab desktops. Yeah. And there's a kind of a press a button and then it's like a gramophone horn. Oh, um, wow. And you press the button, and the, the vaporized form of the, the fragrance comes out, ah. and you kind of put your face right into the horn yeah. and smell and, like, the, the horn fragrance. Is, um, Made out of ceramics, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll show you one. Yeah. yeah.
3: So it was oh, based crazy. on some gramophone kind of design, but we had to like adapt it to change the hand build to, it completely. To, yeah, yeah. And, oh, wow. uh,
2: Made it out of this really lovely black clay, but under so it was still really porous, so that everything right. would smell of. It gets the, infused the fra- yeah. with the fragrance, oh, yeah, so it
3: yeah. kind of almost acts like a diffuser after after you've used it, so yeah. it, car- it carries on.
1: Amazing. So, yeah, so you get sort of tasked with these...
2: Bonkers ideas yeah. that you just have to do. Yeah, Well, yeah. we don't have to do, but we, <laughs> no, we're no, rubbish at saying no.
3: Yeah, it's impossible, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah,
2: it seems to me. So, yeah, there's kind of loads of stuff comes up and people come in saying they want to make... <clears throat> oh. Peter from Dear Susan Bicycles um, came and made a mould for a mudguard, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah, just. And then he did
3: some weird stuff with carbon fiber that he needed to cure in a kiln with vacuums and stuff like that. So he'd like vacuum hoses sucking the air out of the kiln while he was heating (laughs) something up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we get involved in quite a few kind of crazy projects, really.
1: That's really cool. And it's like. I feel like you guys are so positive and there, there's that sort of like you can't say no to things but I think that comes from a positive attitude so like that green lights open doors thing is, is so huge it's yeah, just yeah. fun isn't it yeah, you know? yeah completely like I mean there's I, I hesitate to bring it back to me but it's just something I can relate to is that sort of if somebody wants an audio thing done and it it really makes you think like oh yeah like I wouldn't do that myself how would I find my way through that maze of, like how do I get that sound and like Mm -hmm. yeah it it sort of forces you to just sort of open another door in your head
2: yeah we have great you know beach walking conversations about you know oh god i've just had this email from this woman who's made this thing out of polyfiller and you know she wants to turn it into a mold and she's not you know and you're like well you could try this and you could do that and it's just nice it's kind of
3: It's all very Heath Robinson, though.
2: Yeah, but it's, yeah, mm. not. Hopefully, we're not our brains are atrophying yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's that neuroplasticity, innit? Yeah, keep, keeps it keeps it moving.
2: Neuroplasticity, like, innit? <laughs> in it,
1: yeah. I try to round off a multi-syllabic word with a in it.
2: <laughs> it. Works for me.
1: So, all right. On a very broad, vague-ish kind of question. Obviously, I've I've seen pottery, I've seen ceramics, but how far back? does it go
2: like what's what's the sort of the history of it yeah right the way back as far as people yeah. all the way back you know they needed mm. to basically from carry stuff since this as soon as they, they learned out how, how to make fires, fires really. mm. you know they were finding out that you know the ground was cooking underneath and they had baskets and they figured out if they put this mud on baskets and put it in the fire then they'd have something they could carry water in yeah so yeah all the way back Wow. And the oldest civilizations, when you kind of find like, like these ancient digs, when all the bones are gone and there's nothing left at all except stones and bits of pottery, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah.
1: So it outlasts everything. Yeah. Basically.
2: I tell people that when they're not taking enough care and love. <laughs> this is going to outlive your bones. <laughs> Slow down. No think pressure. about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. This will be around long after the cockroaches and, <laughs> everything. and the scorpions. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that answers my question.
3: <laughs> so it Goes back as far as people, um, but then it's been evolving and changing since then. Still is, oh, yeah, like the whole right. time, and like you know all the different firing techniques and there's different new, clay bodies new stuff and just, crazy it's stuff. Just, yeah, it's just you it used insane. to be
2: like certain rules you couldn't do this, and then people find a way around. You know, D- the physics of it. Yeah. So
1: like what what would be like, what were the things that you might be told you can't do? And, and is it because it won't work or is it because like, oh, we don't do that in There was anymore. loads of
2: stuff you couldn't do because of clay cracking um, when I was a student. Um, but then somebody found the ancient idea of adding fibre into clay, so oh. paper clay, and then suddenly it doesn't shrink as much. Um, if you do that so you can kind of mend things and you can add wet clay onto dry clay and things like that if you use paper clay so Ah. those kind of things don't apply and you know you just kind of find ways around like you know kilns are more controllable so you can slow things down and kind of fire things much more gently colors have got more interesting
1: yeah i feel like yeah i feel like i've seen a lot more sort of like oh like you can do that with ceramics and yeah. I'm using pottery and ceramics interchangeably. So yeah, tell so me if that, Is
2: that okay? Some people get snooty about it, don't yeah, they?
3: Yeah, people who are kind of artists or sculptors. Gallerists. Use, or, yeah, use, uh, use... Might
2: not, them. so might use pottery in a, in a derogatory way. I'll be way. running
1: this podcast by a, gal- a gallerist, so we'll, we'll get the... Uh, yeah.
3: Depends on the gallerist. <laughs> <So that> helps, <laughs> that, yeah, they'll sort call it ceramics usually yeah is usually people think of it as craft and you know brown mugs. pots and mugs and things like that oh, okay. but yeah,
2: yeah. brown so bowls for eating muesli out of which i don't think it's as much yeah.
3: now i think that's changing a little bit
2: Yeah. well people like brown bowls now
3: yeah it's cool again it wasn't yeah for, for a while <laughs> that's you know. 70s pottery yeah. there
2: was a tv you know like there's always these tv programs about um craft and stuff yeah, yeah there was yeah, one yeah. in the 90s called not pots that's how out of favour ceramics was. Oh, wow. So, you know, weaving and textiles and yeah, yeah. glass, and that, that was fine, but ugh, pots. Ugh.
1: So, yeah, like, I mean, at the moment, do you, do you feel like, I'm, I'm just going to say pottery, right? So do you, do you feel like pottery is, is it something that sort of comes and goes in sort of...
3: Like, in and out of fashion.
2: Yeah. Very do you much, find that?
1: very much. It's, it's, like, it's yeah. definitely
3: in fashion at the minute, and it has been for a few years now. It's, it's become like a huge... Huge thing,
1: yeah. And and what do you like? What what are the things that bring it in back, back around again?
2: I think Instagram, maybe. Yeah, I think that had a huge yeah. effect, didn't it? Yeah, you know, people taking photos of what they're making, and it's kind of yeah. it looks good. But um I don't know if you've come across as a program just like the Bake Off called the Pottery Throwdown.
1: Well, I, I, the, actually, the first time because I'm not trying to sound kind of like actually I don't watch TV, but I don't mm. I don't have a TV, so. Back in the days when I had one, and I'd have all this stuff on TV, and I felt so much more connected actually. And now I feel totally disconnected from what's going on on pop That's culture. Quite nice. It is, but then there's a lot of conversations I can't really build on. So, like this one in particular, we were about to start. <laughs> well, on.
2: Yeah, basically, basically it's a kind of game show slash reality show, right? Uh, where people make pots, and there's like. Ten contestants to start with, or something, and then ones okay. eliminated every
1: week. Bit of a Master Chef. Yeah, 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 yeah. they get set yeah. a challenge. You know, it's and just, all that it's, kind the, of it's the
2: same um, production company who make the Bake Off, ah, and okay. it's a very similar format. Right,
1: that sounds that proper it's brilliant. Then, isn't it's it? Totally yeah. brilliant. It's so good.
2: And um, one of the judges, um, Keith brimer Jones, lives in Margate. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, yeah. so
1: so all right. I guess you've been on it, or you've had involvement.
2: No, we haven't had any involvement with that. How? No. No. Um, well, don't you know? Would you there's want a it? lot. There's a lot of potters out there. I quite like the idea of being the being the technician for it, but that was mm. kind of as that was kicking off, we were just moving to Margate, and then we had a bit of It was actually
3: part of our business plan for trying to get the banks to lend us some money there
2: will be an upsurge (laughs) in interest in ceramics because blah 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 yeah because like (laughs) the bake-off
3: was huge yeah and then this was run by the same production company and that that was we knew that it was it was happening because of all the pottery suppliers and people we speak to in stoke were all kind of buzzing about this thing that was going to happen you know it wasn't really kind of well known that it was going to happen was it
2: it was within the ceramics world. Yeah, within the ceramics
3: Yeah, I'm ceramic sure in that, community. In, in yeah. that universe. Yeah. yeah. That so it was kind of like, you know, <laughs> that was going to start that summer when we opened. So it was kind yeah. of like, you know.
2: Perfect. It Absolutely perfect. perfect. It was timing. on a Thursday really. night and that was like the last dropping class of the week. Ah. So we'd bring a monitor down. Everybody had nipped to the corner shop, for <laughs> some beer, and then we just all shout at the telly. Oh, And there's it. a yeah. new one just about to start filming Right. Um, so after Christmas, we'll be back to shout at the telly again. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I going to
1: get in on that. That sounds great.
2: And Keith, um, the, the judge, is totally, totally nice guy. Really funny. Yeah. He's, he's been great to play space, hasn't he? He's yeah, really, we've lovely. kind of got involved but with him in all sorts of bits and pieces. He's good we? value. He's really good value. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Oh, I want to see this then. So so is it's is sort of things like that, like pottery and... In media and and then shareability with people on Instagram like that that sort of brings it back around again. Yeah, I think, think so. I
2: don't know. we kind of discussed this a bit on and off, and I'm also wondering whether it's that everything you know kind of it's sort of a kickback against mass produced. Yeah, yeah. You know that people actually want to see something that has obvious handmadeness about it.
1: Yeah, I was going to yeah, yeah. I was going to talk about that because that, that's yeah. that's one thing that that and the you know early when we were touching on the sort of the mindfulness, you know, the mental yes, the yeah. health aspects. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like that really, really goes hand in hand with the handmade. Mm. Yes. The cross, thing, yeah, yeah, that sort of... Positive
2: um, proof of your own existence. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's that's the quote for this episode. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. Yeah, and, it, and it's, there's no shortcut, like... No. With, um, with, with pottery. And I was, I was speaking to a friend of mine who does uh, cross-stitching and it's like, there's literally, you can't, Unless you Can't throw it in the machine, yeah, yeah. Like if you, if you, and wanna... why would
2: you? Because then it's going to be yeah. obviously have not as satisfying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the, you the... got to slow down, really observe what you're doing, and just get in amongst it. It's great. Yeah, and the
1: the real time progress, and also like you know, I think just observing your hands doing something, mm. I feel like it's such a natural thing i yeah. imagine like as a elemental as a, yeah like as a baby you're you probably like you know you see babies looking at their limbs and they're like well you can see them coming to terms with like what, what's this oh yeah. oh that does that that does that <laughs> and then you know you're you're just sort of mushing around this lump of clay to begin with that's what i'll be doing in my beginner course i'm just <laughs> mushing around a lump of clay but um the, the progress and seeing yourself get good at something with your own hands. Game mastery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
2: one of the things that um, combats depression.
1: okay Yeah. Yeah. Mastery, like,
2: mastery of something.
1: Yeah. And those sort of small achievements. yeah Well, small or big, but that sort of...
2: Constant small achievements forwards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's so that's so lovely. I think yeah, that's a
3: Japanese concept, isn't it? Yeah. What's the word? I can't remember the word now. No. <laughs> um, I don't know, it'll I've... come to me.
1: I've come across one recently. It's like ikug, Ikaku or something. It's like the, 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 the thing that you...
2: Yes, your passion, your love. I yeah. heard that recently.
1: What is it again? Oh, God. I'm not going to Google it. I'm not going to get my phone out. I'm really not. No, I hate, hate doing that because that instantly changes the energy. If you're in any conversation, it's like, wait, let me Google it. And everyone shuts up. Like, yeah. yeah. We lost it. And then people start checking their emails. <laughs> yeah, well, why are you doing that? I'll have a look at mine. Um, well, there's that. And then actually, that is a lovely segue into... Uh, I was going to ask you about this wabi-sabi, which is something I
2: also recently come mm, come across. It's beautiful, isn't it? Really beautiful. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Is, is this... Um, how, how does it sort of happen like what what is it <laughs> i don't know how to get on uh, t- trying to find a way to like, mount the horse um like it is is wabi-sabi uh, a discipline or an approach or is it a sort of a theory or i feel like it's quite um
2: can be all of those yeah
3: yeah it's, it's kind of the beauty the beauty of imperfection right which i think is probably it's probably why it's It's easier now for people to do ceramics because of things like that because there's like a new confidence in people making that they don't have to – it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, you know, maybe previous generations when they went and did pottery, they would have to, like, learn to throw and throw a proper cylinder and make a proper handle Mm. and make a real thing that looked like it had been made by a machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas now because, you know –
2: Anybody can access – sticking transfers on, you know, you can tap in and then two days later, world's greatest dad mug arrives, you know. <laughs> or, you know, you just go in Ikea and there's rows and rows and rows of perfect pots. So yeah. It's, yeah. that's normal. Mm.
3: But I think you know, now people can hand-make things and because of, I think because people are interested in handmade, the quality of it being handmade means it's not perfect. Yeah. So right. I think but
2: that. But for us, we're both... Very inspired by Japanese, um, ceramic. Japanese ceramics and Japanese culture in general, actually, because an Aikido instructor. Oh, and yeah. so we've been backwards and forwards to Japan a little bit. Right. Not recently, but we used to go.
3: You were saying you were going
1: to live there at one point,
3: right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it was one of the plans was to move and live in Japan. <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah. Is yeah. that is that still is that something that could be on the cards down the line? I don't
2: We're a bit in love with Margate, really. I mean, yeah. You're back, <laughs> put paid to the whole Japan thing, really, at the point mm. where Ian was told well, he was we never going to walk. It. Yeah. Mm. Um,
3: because that was kind of when we were going to go, wasn't it? Was, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, that would be on yeah. <laughs> Japan life, mm. wouldn't
2: it? But uh, yeah, that whole idea of wabi-sabi is... Um, all the pots that I like the best are not the ones we're drinking from now, which were handy in the kitchen downstairs. Mm. Yeah, um, they're very pretty. <laughs> They've got great, gold, gold they? on them. <laughs> um, are sort of, you can see the, the character of the maker you can really see you know there's you can you can pick up a pot and say that's definitely by nick collins or mickey Schlossink or you know whoever the studio potter is you can see it immediately and you can feel it in them and they have a particular weight and they make you feel a certain way you know some some things are kind of simpler and more austere and some of them sort of softer and more playful Mm. and it's just that you know just getting that energy into clay and i think explaining that to people when they start quite a lot of beginners will be, like, be getting on the wheel and getting really cross because the rim's a bit wobbly yeah yeah and you say there's this concept blah 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 and you can see him kind of like ah oh. yeah
1: yeah so <laughs> that that wobbliness actually means something and it's contributing yes. to the, yeah. the finished product yeah That's, yeah i love that so much and um yeah that sort of permission to sort of not mess up but that permission to be a maybe be a bit, yourself with it I yeah, think yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah, for it to be like truly individual rather than just a copy of something else, you yeah,
1: know? it's huge. So, I was I was looking up actually in this book of Ikagi, oh, no, I think it's, it's Ikagi, yeah, okay, that sounds right. Let's go with that. Ik, <laughs> Ikagi, the, the thing we were just talking about. Um, I think there was, there was something about because my, my girlfriend was reading this book about it, and um, they mentioned there was a bowl or maybe there are three bowls called Yohen Tenmoku.
2: Oh, Temaku. Okay,
1: yeah. and apparently they're like there are these three bowls that I think individually they're worth like fifteen million dollars each. <laughs> um,
3: Sounds about right. Yeah, it's,
1: it's madness. So apparently, there's only three in the world, and they they're all in Japan. This is my research, and you can you can chime in whenever you want. So, apparently, the the thing that makes it incredible to look at, and the quote is, "Its beauty is like holding the cosmos inside." So it's something to do with the heating and cooling of the glaze and they yes, said it's yeah. it's like the iron crystals yeah so is tenmoku is that um temoku is a type temoku.
2: of glaze um with iron in it and like. that's brown bowls you know that people were very snooty about for quite a long time <laughs> um but yeah temaku is the most gorgeous deep beautiful glaze full of deep crystals and sometimes it can be a sort of khaki color with a Darker brown. Sometimes it can be almost black, black with a lighter.
3: Yeah, with like like little flashes of kind of kind of this almost just, electric kind of like little yes, flashes yeah. of kind Cause of. Because the like, light yeah.
2: bends through it as well, so you kind of get yeah, like a little bit refracted yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, they are these beautiful things. Yeah, and, it, is and
3: it? really simple, like really simple glazes. They're kind of just made from stuff dug out the earth. There's nothing I'm fancy. i
2: rocks, crushed up,
3: and then no. just no. The outside fired of until pot. they melt. You know, oh,
2: wow. yeah. The
1: basics, right. Yeah,
3: it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's all about earth and fire and water, really. The elements. Yeah. Amazing.
1: Uh, yeah, that, that, I thought that was really cool because I've... Actually, this is the most research I've done into pottery <laughs> for a good long... Well, in my life. And I realised how I've, I'm barely scratching the tip of the iceberg with this stuff. And, you know, there's, there's so much we could talk about. but I mean, that would be a series of podcasts, which maybe <laughs> we can do. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But... Yeah. um yeah, I thought that was, that was amazing, but it also reminded me of, so when I was a kid, I was probably about eight or nine or something, They it was probably about 15 years after they discovered the terracotta army. Oh, yeah. Did you did you see that? When that it was
2: freaking in... huge for me. Yeah? yeah? it just blew my head. You know, it's just like...
1: Do you see the exhibition then? No,
2: no, I've, I've, only just recently in the last few years. Yeah, I was just never in the right place uh. at the right time, and never had the money to do it somehow but yeah i mean just the whole concept
1: it's mad isn't it yeah hey this is uh buddy just checking in real quick by the looks of things we're around the midway point of the podcast so in case there's any advertisements or any sponsor messages that need to go here i just want to kind of bring in a little intermission zone for you and uh we'll ease into that and then we shall return to the podcast. Thank you.
0: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
3: There's all sorts of weird terms in pottery. It's really lovely, <laughs> yeah, it's
2: lovely just, old words, aren't there? Yeah. Blunging. What's friend. that? Um, that's mixing clay into a pourable slip so you can cast with it. Dottle. Dottle. That's a sponge on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet. It is. It's lovely, yeah. isn't it? It's the a bottom f- knocker. Saga maker's bottom knocker. That's a job in in Old Stoke when we <laughs> used to fire pots in sagas oh. to protect them from the uh, coal ash. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: Well, I wouldn't have guessed (laughs) that. Keep keep, keep them coming.
2: Um, Fettling, Um, bodgers, whole bodgers. (laughs) It's It's, so like old-fashioned.
3: Yeah. Yeah, whirlers. Yeah. Um, Well, I don't know, there's loads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It goes
1: deep. It goes deep. (laughs) <laughs> so you haven't you haven't seen them in person these? Yeah, yet? I haven't
2: seen I haven't so. seen a whole lot together. But I've been to various exhibitions where you kind of see ones and twos. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember it on maybe Blue Peter.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, it's probably on the news. Cause it was like yeah. Nice. I, yeah, yeah, probably
2: nationwide. It's probably on nationwide. <laughs> and just like freaking out, really, really, really wanting to go to China. Yeah. And then it's come to Britain, hasn't it, as a big exhibition? Yeah, th-
1: this is the thing. I remember like. I- I don't remember how many there were when I went there. As I say, I was, I was, I was young. I, I just remember it was a really hot day. We had to queue for ages and it was...
2: I don't know how we didn't manage to do that.
1: But it's weird because it says, like, all the exhibitions I looked up were recently. So it's almost as if this thing didn't happen. But I definitely, I remember seeing them when I was a kid. Mm. And there was enough of them to be sort of, sort of like, oh, this is crazy. Like, there's... You know, like so many of these things are all well, handmade. Maybe they had six and then mirrors behind it. So it does that thing where it's like, wow, there's thousands. <laughs> yeah. They just go on forever. That would be the sensible way of doing it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like Kasama's dots. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? You know uh, what she called Kusama, Um She had a really brilliant exhibition a few years ago. Oh, uh, is that like the, uh, the, the tapes. polka the tape. dots? And there was kind of like the yeah. like whole mirrored room and you went ah. in and it just went on forever all around you. Oh, I didn't see that. You just had to laugh. You just had to stand there and laugh. It was so beautiful. (laughs) Love it.
1: So is that like, do you you keep your hand in the art scene?
2: Kind of. As much as you can? As much as we can, yeah. 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 Miss loads of stuff in Margate because it's on Thursday nights. Oh, yeah. love every single exhibition at the turn. We always go to all of those at least half a dozen times.
3: Yeah.
1: I find that, yeah, me and and my girlfriend have been there a lot because we've got like when families come yeah. into town and they got kids, it's like, "Oh, we'll go to Turner." Yeah. So we we get really acquainted with every exhibition.
2: So like, nice, yeah. isn't it? Oh, you it, find yeah, your yeah. favorite bits. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
3: it's the Turner and the Shell Grotto, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
2: for for tourists. Yeah. You know, it's
1: one place I still haven't been <gasps> since. You're years. joking. Yeah, no. It's I'm probably oh the
3: number one place to go.
1: It's so I think it's because it's 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 always there and it's like I go just, after this yeah just go all right yeah yeah no no i, I, I will <laughs> you won't really no, no i will no because yeah th- this is this is the one commitment i had on today so now i'm gonna make commitment number two
2: go to the shell grotto
1: have another coffee after this commitment number three shell grotto <laughs> no no i'm, I'm, I'm serious I'm it's, in. Just, I'm it's in.
3: just the weirdest strangest sweet, amazing sweet. place and yeah, it's great. so small you can just do it in 15 minutes it's great yeah.
2: You can stay in there longer if you
1: want, but well, yeah, you can do it. Yeah. No, I have to I'm surprised at myself for not having done it yet, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, it's it's on the agenda. And um so right, pottery, history, clay pipes of Margate. I know there's a lot of people who go sort of like beachcombing yes. mudlarking yes. or whatever it's called beach. Both it's called both. I think yeah. it's
2: mudlarking only when it's the River Thames. Oh no, yeah, I think, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think you're right because any mud liking things I've seen have been yeah. Because that was a that sometimes.
2: was an occupation, wasn't it? It was kind of like I don't know yeah, much
1: about it. Yeah, I only mud- know it's a, it's a thing that feels like a sort of uh, old old fashioned pursuit that's kind of come back. Yes, in, yeah. In, for for yeah. All the right reasons. I mean, it's it's amazing the stuff yeah. you can dig out. But um, have you do you know anything about the clay pots?
2: Not really. No, no. Studio pottery is more our.
1: I was just interested because they're they're these really weird little kind of oh they're lovely aren't they? Yeah, you've yeah. Seen them, yeah? Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah
2: never seen any on the beach don't know anything about no. them really other than that they're kind of about the same age as these buildings aren't they sort of georgian
1: yeah i think so and and i think most of them wash up around the uh the lido
2: we used to go hunting for ambergris when we first got here got obsessed ah. with ambergris for a bit we thought we found some
1: how what in what form is it, it it does it do you find it in cuz is, is that am i right in saying that's from whale vomit yeah Yes. <laughs> so do you, like, what does it look like, even? I know I know. It, word, it looks
2: but... like a lump of amber. Ah. Um, but it's kind of... Sometimes it's cl- really cloudy, but it's always full of squid beaks, because that's why they vomit, because they're eating all these squid, and then the uh... beaks irritate their stomach lining, and the produce this secretion, and then eventually, bloop, out it comes... Uh, and perfumers pay a lot of money for it. So we thought we found we went running to Don Bridges with it. And he's like, oh, my God, I think it is. Oh, you lucky bastards. No, it, it wasn't. It and was it, was like, so... it
3: was only like a golf ball, well, a bit bigger than a golf ball size. And ah. then, and then we, we, we got in touch with these people, and it was like, if it was ambergris, it was worth, was it eight grand?
2: No, no it was more than that. And no. then you found two more bits, and we were like, this is it. We're buying a house. We're buying a house. <laughs>
3: and then it turned out to be some sort of tree, Co- tree coal, set. Copal amber. Yeah oh, oh Still you smells
2: it smells nice yeah, oh. yeah this, this is kind of like um, it's softer than copal amber is kind of like more resiny and really perfumey it's lovely actually oh, oh mm-hmm. no I've
1: never never come into contact with that at all well mm.
2: whilst you're looking for your clay pipes low tide, have you seen any <laughs> yeah. orange lumps yeah
3: oh. yeah stamp stamp all over your clay pipes while you're running to grab that piece of amber <laughs> yeah. from, from that from I'm that, that dog that that's just about to eat it <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah
1: yeah God. um Okay, clay pipes. Are there any rituals in, well, like English rituals that still involve pottery, China, like ceramics? The like,
2: English tea ceremony. Yeah, like,
1: um, because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was sort of thinking of like, yeah, like Chinese you know, tea ceremonies and things like that. Like, are there any sort of, um, are there any rituals that we have, that we still have that are based around... That, that, well, like, pottery is a, is a feature of them.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's the the English tea ceremony, I really loved the thought of that. There was a Japanese potter who was laughing about it and saying, because he moved to England, yeah. and he says, you know, it's like there is a little dance that English people pay, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm near my friend's house. Should I go and visit him? You know, will he be offended if I just turn up? <laughs> I'm just going to turn up, you know. And, oh, no, come in, come in. I'm not doing anything. Would you like a cup of tea? Well... Yeah. You know, not, not only if you're making one for yourself. Oh, with, I've, just yeah. put, I've just put the kettle I've on. I've Just put the kettle on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. There is that little coy kind of like yeah wow, dance. I'll have one if you're having
2: one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, don't know really.
1: Okay. No, no, no. That, that's cool. Um, it, it just sort of came to mind, and then mm. so it's like as I was looking that up, I was I was looking up because uh, I remember my nan used to have this whole set of the the plates that are blue and white. Mm. with a really elaborate detail. Yeah, and, willow um, pattern. Yeah, so yes. is that Delft where?
2: Some of it's Delft. Because um, I, I, I didn't know was, what it
1: was called. I, I assumed it was from China. Well, Maybe no, origi-
2: originally there was Chinese ceramics imported to Britain and that was really, really prized and they couldn't make porcelain in Britain. They didn't know how to make it. Oh, wow. And so uh, they wanted to make it in the mm. British potteries. So they started crushing up animal bones made bone china. Oh, that's made from animal is, bones? Yes, yes.
3: And yeah, was no, a, a way to yeah. replicate that bone fine porcelain. Yeah, so you get fine porcelain.
2: white... Uh, and It's not quite the same as porcelain, but it's got that lightness and the fineness. Yeah, yeah. So then the English people started copying the Japanese And Chinese. Ceramics and the whole decoration. of Europe did. And there was a lot of... Del- so Delft is Holland. Right, right. Um, and then... The Chinese, in turn, started imitating the European imitation of the Chinese stuff. So there's this kind of like crazy, yeah, thing. yeah, crazy crossover of all kind of. So there's kind of Chinese willow pattern plates with like you know um, huntsmen, you know mm. en- English hunts going on and and. Yeah kind of like funny English stately homes and then you know they were building gazebos in their gardens yeah yeah. you know and the whole kind of Japanese thing as well so it wasn't just China it was Japan was being sort of aped by a whole of European sort of really interesting
1: yeah yeah and that's mad and again in doing the research for that it was like that's an unanswered question that um I think I'd always had it It as like Mm. actually where did she get all this like what is all this stuff yeah
2: made all over the world yeah
1: and yeah. then that's circuitous sort of
2: And however it's kind of really British, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And but it's also like I mean, I don't know if Wedgwood has anything to do with that. Is is Wedgwood a sort of a distant relative? Or like what's the deal with Wedgwood?
2: He was a massive pioneer in factory ceramics and he was like pushing through innovations. He was like way, way ahead of the curve all the way oh. through, really altruistic with his workers. Um, really, really interesting character.
1: What what, um, what um, sort of period was that, roughly? Oh, don't know. And that's <laughs> okay, so I'm meeting you with these, like... He's, yeah, so, uh, I'll tell
2: you, actually. No, he was um, related to Charles Darwin. Oh. Yeah, was he cousins that. with Charles Darwin? Something like that, yeah. I should know this, because I teach private lessons to this young guy who's a direct descendant of Wedgwood and Darwin. Oh yeah it's really really That's great nice. yeah. yeah
1: well not well i mean i don't know i don't i don't feel like you'd have to you should know it i mean it's something that i feel like you could ask you could even just ask him like you know you don't have to say like well actually i know this. like it you know you can learn from him too like, yeah it's lovely i mean you.
2: i love that about teaching actually as you just learn all the time yeah yeah, yeah. and, and he's he's a really interesting guy wow he's autistic um and generally only comes out the house to come and make ceramics here. Yeah, yeah. And had a really crap time at school, suffers from quite a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, And he's just making brilliant stuff, and he's, like, really pushes himself, really kind of is prepared to do loads of boring stuff and really difficult things to kind of make something unique. Mm. So, yeah, he's he's a joy. (laughs) Is this this the guy we are talking about No. It's not Andy? No, this isn't Andy. This is Louis. Right. And Andy is um, – have you come across the Garden Gate Project?
1: I I know of it. I've heard about it. haven't got Been myself there, involved yeah. just we yet. We got
2: very involved very early on before we opened Clay Space. I started yeah. doing classes there because um, it's just wonderful. It's really wait, lovely. Wait, is,
1: so Garden Gate Project is – does it happen in a venue like? It's
2: a community garden on the outskirts of Margate towards yeah. um, Broadstairs. Downstairs. It's the bus stop is called Friends Corners, and there's like a little crossroads um, when you're going out towards
3: Botany Bay. Botany Bay,
2: that's it. Yeah, oh, right, right. and there's like a funny little bit where you can go off um, right to. Broadstairs, I guess.
3: Yeah, broadstairs. Or
2: straight on round the coast and round cap and Digby oh, and all that. okay. And there's a bit oh, of wall mean... that's always getting knocked down by joyriders right. and the garden gate's behind that wall. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I've sort of been told roughly where it is, but that's probably the most accurate directions I've... Right, okay. Directions of, and right, it's, it's it
2: North Down House. Um, it was the nursery, the tree nursery or something from North Down House, wasn't it? Yeah. And they haven't got any electricity there, but they've got, like, wood... Fired pizza oven and they've got <clears> all these <throat> port cabins and polytunnels and you can buy like there's a guy who yeah a guy who chops wood and so you can buy a fight he likes to chop wood he wants to be doing something so uh-huh. they've given him his own shed and everything oh, and people wow. turn up with wood for him and he chops it up bags it up and people buy it oh so and good yes yeah, so they so so do loads so and cool. loads of events
3: don't they and arts yeah. things for people and yeah. one
2: of my absolute favorite margate days is, is garden gate music day
3: when does that happen?
2: Um, just in July. July, yeah. And it's really good. There's just local bands. People yeah. bring picnics or, you know, and there's kind of like brilliant cocktails and like, you know, pizzas and salads. Pizzas and,
3: and Gads put a brewery in there, don't they? Or the tap room it's I'm not sure. It's just kind of a uh, boozy fun. It's yeah, a
2: really boozy nice. get-together. Yeah. What could be better? But yeah, they come here once a week um, and they make stuff to raise money for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I met Andy the first time I went up the Garden Gate. He's like, oh, I've done pottery before. I'm quite good at pottery. <laughs> he's that good that? at everything. <laughs> he
3: knows everything. <laughs> I knew that. He's
1: great. He's he seems <laughs> to get, yeah, he's sort of... Gets in there, gets stuck in, yeah. On your Instagram, it's like, he looks like he's, he's fully... I thought he worked here. I thought you could... He don't, it, Well he, he does, does yeah. So, oh, he, like so he
2: turns up at the very first session of, um, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we're going to open clay space, blah, blah, blah. And uh, kind of got his money out. Put it down like this. And mm. I kind of thought, oh, God, I can't take this guy's money. It feels wrong. But mm. then, does that mean everybody who goes to the Garden Gate is going to get a free session? Yeah. So he kind of said, how about, you know, you do a bit of cleaning for us in exchange for lessons? Oh, yeah, I yeah. could do that. And <laughs> he was
3: the worst cleaner have ever
2: come across. <laughs> he just kind of... He just wants to have a laugh, really. So he's kind of yeah. following us around with the mop and just laughing. yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, I hate cleaning. <laughs> so... <laughs> We got him recycling clay, so this machine ah. behind me is um, Oh okay, yeah. It's this, a pug mill. It looks so, like a submarine. It's a sausage machine. Yeah. So it's he put, a big put, sausage put clay machine. in, squish the handle down and then a sausage of ah. uh, chopped up and squashed together de mixed clay comes out the other end and he's wow. brilliant. He's really and he's strong and yeah. he enjoys it. Yeah. So he comes a lot to the session does, sessions. does, your sausage making and get does the sausage making better. and makes the most brilliant stuff like bonkers
1: wait what's he what's he make what's his uh, the latest area?
2: thing he made was um it's probably like nearly 30 centimeters tall blue-footed booby bird you have to look
3: it up it's just the weirdest looking bird it's great it's it's like everything
2: looks like andy made it it's like full of character he's got a great sense of humor
3: but you have to be really careful searching for booby bird on uh, (laughs) on google
1: just doing the safety of your instagram feed
2: the the first really successful thing he made was um he decided he was going to make something to be auctioned at the music day and he just kind of took it on himself Mm. he's like i'm going to make a dog so he started making yeah, his dog. Hipst- everybody likes dogs. Everyone likes dogs. <laughs> hipsters like wrong. dogs. And he's a little bit obsessed with hipsters. He yeah. kind of thinks he's a hipster. You know? He is a hipster. Yeah. And uh, then he's like, um, I'm going to make it into a beer jug because hipsters like beer. And so <laughs> it's kind of like this big dog with like a small body and then the head's like way bigger than the body and it's yeah. got this massive mouth with like really big teeth. And the <laughs> only way you could actually get beer into it is to kind of tip the whole thing on its back and then tip a beer bottle in oh, it. Absolutely. And yeah. then to tip it back out, it kind of vomits out past the teeth everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just completely brilliant and it was Daphne the dog and um, people got a bit obsessed with Daphne. Daphne yeah. was featuring so quite
3: there are, a lot. So they were auctioning it off.
2: But there was kind of a lot of talk of it down the tap room and oh, Phil, we
3: had we we put a photograph in the tap room and stuff like that. Didn't Andy we? will
2: be auctioning, and Phil from the tap room really wanted it, and Spencer from Transmission Records. Was yeah, like, so
3: a picture of that on your, yeah. on your Instagram. Well,
1: that was
2: so that, that, that yeah. wasn't the original Daphne. So, oh, so we had Spencer to... like was going on about oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Daphne the dog, and so people decided that they would outbid him. So uh, there was then a huge bidding war. Bidding war went and, on, yeah. And, and then Spencer, Spencer lost. didn't get it. So afterwards, Andy kind of sounded up to Spencer and went, so he I'll make your dog for 50 quid. <laughs> wow. And then, uh, and then kept putting the price up. So he'd like send a picture, and Spencer would kind of send a message back going, "That Yeah, it's really good, Andy. It's like, it's going to be 60 quid now. It's <laughs> taken me a bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
1: the desire has gone up in the community. Yeah, exactly. He's so a very good surprise. businessman.
3: Yeah. Um, but it's it's gone on and on and like Andy's every there's
2: loads of money. He's, yeah. So yeah, so every
3: time he makes something to auction at the garden gate or to raffle, then the garden gate get half and we get half. Right, right. And that potter's wheel upstairs, he raised all the money on his own for that. And that's like 1400 quid. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's got yeah, a little plaque so on cool. there. And then Andy we just Potter. had
2: another payment, haven't we, from uh, Yeah, we just it, the garden gates last music day and Andy's booby bird raised 700 quid, so we got half of Ooh. that. And nice. yeah, I mean, bless him. Because oh. so I'm going to make some noise upstairs. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, please. Yeah, it's yeah. a terrible lamp. You look very smart when well, you're not potty. I mean, I'm fed up with my... <laughs> you look lovely. and... <laughs> <laughs> cool, okay. Nina's one of our cellar dwellers.
3: Oh. So, this is so, that's she, Nina's work there.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. I know, right? Six months she's been making ceramics. So now's the time to buy it before they're really expensive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. So, yeah, we're looking at Nina D's pottery. How, how would you explain, explain it? What, are there any sort of specific techniques? So, of it's, so it's or? all
2: hand-built at the minute rather than thrown on the wheel. Um, right. So she rolls out sheets um, and forms them into bowls, or else she makes coil pots like sausages. Yeah, um, and she uses a white earthenware, so the grey pieces aren't fired yet. Okay, um, and then she hand paints them with the sort of folk art inspired it's incredible. decoration. It,
1: it, it has like from here, it really has a look of. Um, it looks handmade, as we we're saying, like the wabi sabi element. It's kind of mm. like you can tell it's not made in a machine, but like the the, the painting on it is insane yeah and you can tell how it feels almost like you can sort of you get an idea of what it feels like just yeah, by looking at it yeah
2: there's shiny glazes to go on these as well although i'm, oh, okay. yeah. I'm um personally i think some of them would look nice unglazed as well because the colors kind of fuse with the surface really beautifully as yeah, well yeah yeah but she's just started learning to throw so those little bowls there are her oh. first ever goes on the wheel oh they look yeah, it's a good start. Well. Yeah, yeah, Nah, she can do better. I push her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> out comes the teacher and you. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, well, that's um, intimidating for me if I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything like that.
2: No, she's kind of, yeah, she kind of came fully formed, really, even though she'd never done any ceramics. She's got a very clear aesthetic. Yeah. You know, she's got an arts background. She's a photographer. Okay, um, yeah, She yeah. was making stuff in resin. She was making... Um, Beautiful phalluses in resin actually, oh, right. They're really kind of elegant, slim, lovely things <laughs> to the point where the ladies what lunch who come here would be going, oh oh my god that's lovely, And picking these things up <laughs> whereas some of the willies that people make because there, sure there are a few willies made people would yeah, be like, it oh it's disgusting be, yeah. but hers are kind of elegant and lovely <laughs> and elegant phallus.
1: <laughs> So all right well yeah we're talking about process, so all right let's say for a, a beginner uh what would, what would be a what's the process of let's say the the bowl to uh to your left my right
2: what how how would you make that
1: yeah like um I mean in my mind, I imagine what it what happens, but what's the official process like how how do you see that's a
2: kind of- lovely thing there isn't an official process is there
3: no it's kind of there are some basic kind of
2: Standard techniques.
3: Yeah, and basic kind of things like physics of clay that it'll do certain things and it won't do other things. But other than that, how you, can, you do it yeah. is just... There's so like a million different ways of doing it. It's kind of like you yeah. can show people a way to do something to get them started, but then, yeah, you know, after it's, that there kind of aren't really any rules.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so you
2: could yeah. roll it out like a sheet and drape it into something or over something, or you could have a ball of clay and kind of pinch it out or punch it out. Or if you, for instance, if you took it down the beach, you could lay it on the sand and then repeatedly stamp on it or punch it until, ah. you know, it kind of formed into a hollow. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could get an icing bag full of kind of half soft clay and squirt it out. Uh-huh. like those meringue nests you see sometimes, yeah, you yeah, could, yeah, yeah, et cetera. So, you know, it's kind yeah. of endless, absolutely endless. You could tear sheets of clay up and then kind of stick them back together till they're formed. Yeah, you could get a lump of clay, let it go, almost completely dry, and then hack at it like a piece of rock.
3: Yeah. And just carve it out. There's a
2: potter who puts clay in the freezer so it all splits and expands and bursts out. Oh, right. And then works on it as it thaws. Wow. I mean, that's the lovely thing, because you never get to the end of what you can do. yeah. What's possible. So there's no, you must blah, blah, blah. First you must do A, then you must do B. But, for instance, if you're rolling a piece of clay out, on these tables it would stick so you need to put a bit of cloth down yeah so there's things like that oh Other so like, yeah that, things that would yeah. make your
1: life easier But yeah. Like, yeah. i guess in in those in that sort of infinite world of processes then that come out comes your character and your
2: yeah the mood you're in that day yeah yeah yeah, yeah what kind it. of clay body you're using if it's a soft clay it's going to behave differently than if it's got um grog in it which is like a grit uh, another
1: yeah. another fancy pottery term.
2: Oh yeah, grog. That's grog. Yeah. actually, isn't it? Uh, the, the French, French call them. it chamotte.
1: Oh, no, prefer grog. Yeah. It's one syllable onomatopoeic. <laughs> Perfect. Um Ian, what's what's your what would be your chosen pottery discipline, style, technique if you have one or are you sort of all-rounder? Bridget's making a uh, so I used know, to, to I used motion?
3: to make um like kind of tea bowls like japanese tea ceremony tea bowls but they're kind of hand formed kind of um kind of pinched and squished together into like a a main form that you make in your hand and then you hold it in your hand and you carve it with like special tools so you carve the inside out and carve the outside while you're kind of moving it around in your hand so that when it's kind of done it's kind of it fits exactly in your hand. It's like a perfect thing to be in your hand. So when you drink out of it, it's kind of, there's that connection. Yeah. So I used to make stuff like that. Um, They were beautiful. So beautiful. Great, yeah. Yeah. Um, I
1: love the idea of that feeling of, um, because we've got a few... Cups and Bowls made... I mean, it might, she might have even worked here. It's um, this woman, Rebecca, in Whitstable. I think, yeah, she works with a, a partner and, like, she's sort of suddenly taken off. Like, you know, a lot of hot,
2: She's pottery. making um, stuff for the sea salter
3: restaurant. Yes, so you
2: Rebecca, know her... we yeah. know
1: Rebecca. Oh, right, yeah, um, she's Rebecca
2: Hornby. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's the one who got us the advert...
3: That's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, because she does casting.
2: Yes. So we ended up doing a thing for Lloyd's Bank. Lloyd's Bank it was, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. All all media angles. You're <laughs> from. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah. So we we've got some cups and and yeah, little bowls and stuff from her. And like, it, yeah, it's so nice because it's like, as you're saying, like that, that feeling of it fits in your hand, and yeah. you can almost mm. tell that it's been in somebody's hand. Because it has that sort of human, you know, obviously everyone's got different size hands, but like it's that sort of Connection. human, yeah, yeah, the weight of There was of
3: it. a weird thing, I mean, I've been trying to find it and I can't find it anymore, but there was a programme years and years and years ago, on, and it was when um, robots were first being used for manufacturing and stuff, mm-hmm. and they took... Um, a uh, machine-made um, sort of uh, mug that had been, like, just standard. Uh, uh, oh, no, it was a hand-thrown mug by production throwers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they basically measured the clay, they measured the weight of the clay, uh, and they put sensors on this guy when he made this mug. Yeah. And um, and then basically got this robot to repeat the process. Yeah, And then when it was done, they put the handles on it and fired it. And then they measured it, the... They're identical, kind of height, width, weight. Yeah. Everything about them is the same. And then they got people to drink out of them and say, which one do you think's the nicest? And everybody picked the one that was handmade. Right. Wow. And if they asked them, they'd say, oh, yeah, the weight of it's better, or I like the rim, or the the colours it, it's, a little bit. Yeah. Nicer. Or it just, you know, the handle's nicer, or whatever. There was like a yeah. hundred different ex- reasons for why <laughs> it was nice. But. Yeah. But basically, nobody could really put the finger on it. But yeah, the thing yeah. was that it was made by hand and not by a machine. So, um, what,
1: what do you? How do you think that works, like mentally? Like what what's the? Is it? Is it just something that we can't? It's like an, an intangible connection. Like, what? What brings the humanity out of a?
3: It's key, isn't it? It's key. Yeah, I, I teach aikido, and part of that is kind of how to coordinate mind and body, and um, in a way, how to focus. And there's this like natural energy in the universe. Key that um everything is is kind of made of key Is what is
1: that aikido yeah so it's like the an aikido yeah aikido yeah
3: so it's like okay. the way it's aikido is like the way to union or harmony with the key of the universe oh. is kind of like the purpose of it oh. but okay. i think when things are handmade they get infused with that key of the maker and there is a there is a japanese concept for that and i can't remember what that's called either but basically <laughs> I don't um know <laughs> yeah but basically when something's handmade and they focus on it, when they make it, it gets infused with key, which then resonates infinitely and kind of, it's, you know, it's supposed to be there forever. And then mm-hmm. you, whoever picks it up can feel that immediately and have a connection with it. Yeah. And it's kind of, you can't really explain it or describe it, but everybody can feel it, yeah. but you, there's no way to measure it or. No, no. And that's the thing with, with kind of, uh, with things like that, it's like if you can't measure it and you can't kind of calculate it, then it kind of – people think it's nonsense. But yeah. people can feel that stuff. Yeah, and you
1: can feel it and you don't need proof. But yeah, so you just like have to accept of, that it's there. Yeah, and, and almost like the lack of proof makes you think, hmm, mm, mm, but – where's the empirical uh, that, evidence. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I, I'm, but it's I'm, the
2: same, yeah. I think, with old things. You know, if things have been yeah. used and handled, they gain that feeling as well. Yeah but something new and brand new and straight off the production line mm. doesn't have. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, even something that's sort of, uh, you know, like production line and is old, like, the difference between that and something that's sort of just, you know, like an old teddy bear or something mm. like that, like, yeah, there's a definite, there's, yeah. It's got some it's, sort of life in it, some yeah. sort of, from somewhere. And that's why, like, I think I'm struggling to find the, vocabulary for it because it's so doesn't exist
2: in english
1: No, yeah. but it must be yeah you, you get the feeling there's all these but the, the word in key in,
3: in japanese is basically the word that explains what that is right, right yeah know, right, it's it like you know they've actually got a word for it and yeah. it's basically that thing that you don't quite understand you know but yeah. but you know it's real but
1: so do you think the sort of the lack of that word or the equivalent of that word in in english or like you know whatever words we're using right now like does that sort of suggest that there's, there's there hasn't been that much focus on that side of it or... Yeah, yeah.
3: maybe. ...awareness yeah. of it, perhaps? So. Yeah. But Japanese language is like that because it's all to do with kind of um, concepts and things, really, rather than like concrete. practical, concrete things. Yeah,
1: yeah like paper, table, microphone. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
3: Which is amazing, which amazes me how they ever get anything done, really, because they're like written languages made of all these ideograms that kind mm. of have hints or concepts of things. And then yeah. everybody's supposed to grasp the general understanding yeah. from that.
1: But it's it sort of, it tells me that it's like, a, it, it, I feel like it's a lot more imaginative though in that sense because it's sort of, it's a vague kind of thing and you get the gist of it, but...
2: You all know what the mission is, even yeah. if you don't know how to get there. So maybe it makes you more creative in reaching the goals that you've agreed mm. on. Yeah.
1: And, and that sort of brings a, almost like a storytelling yes. element into yeah. it, involved in it. Um Bridget, same question. So what would be your chosen sort of, if you have a if you have one, chosen technique, discipline?
2: I love throwing on the wheel. Yeah. Really love it. It's just... Um... You
1: sound like a DJ. That's what I tell. <laughs> <laughs> just getting down on the turntables. <laughs> Do you throw on your wheel? Oh, all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's your... Yeah, I've, your um,
2: I don't know how long I've been working with Porcelain now, um, maybe 10 years. More than that. Not that long. Yeah. Compared to some of the other plays. And I'm just absolutely in love with it. It's just really beautiful and calming and exasperatingly difficult and just mm. so exhilarating when you get it right. And is it really. constant
1: problem solving, that kind yeah. of thing? Yeah,
2: yeah. But this... I'm not really making at the minute. I'm, you know, getting excited about what everybody else is making. Yeah. But it's coming.
1: But you get that vicarious... Yeah. Of oh, yeah. Made something for sure and
2: problem solving with people and making yeah. suggestions that they might or might not kind of run with yeah
1: yeah and that's, yeah that's huge as well it's like it's all, all part of the learning and it's like you haven't just hung up the the gloves and you're not you're not making things but like you're just you're making things in a different mm. different yeah. sort of way i guess yeah um so wow this has been an hour and a half so just for yours, like, Um I'm really <laughs> but, um, appreciative of your time. Like, this is this is. But amazing. on
3: that kind of um, getting a chance to be makers, that's what we're trying to aiming for. That's the next step. now, isn't it? Really, we're trying to get more more people involved with clay space, sort of teaching and doing stuff, so that we can then step back a little bit. That and, was always the plan. Yeah, and get yeah. back on with our own kind of stuff.
1: So almost like a like you're you're providing the home for like you've set it up, you set it in motion, and then. You, then you sort of, right, you pass on the...
2: Yeah, baton. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's the one. And, um, yeah, and then so it's all kind of, like, self-running.
2: It'd be great, almost. yeah, it'd be really great if that's the way it goes. I mean, But
3: even if it would just run itself 10% at the time, that'd be quite nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, Yeah.
1: I feel like you guys are so busy all the time.
2: We're a bit knackered most of the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But do do you still get time for doing your own own work then? No, we haven't. We haven't at
2: all. It's been absolutely all-consuming. There's been problems along the way. Mm. Um, Structural difficulties with the building, difficulties with the builders, (laughs) difficulties with accountants, um, all sorts of kind of, like stuff that's just like, you know, Boring hmm. and all-consuming, and just you know, takes you away from the yeah. Months yeah. will go by, and we're just completely stressed out yeah. by boring rubbish that we just you know would hadn't even considered might happen and yeah. we've got to deal with. Um, but
3: yeah, and we're kind of getting on top of it all now, aren't we?
2: Because the whole building w- was pretty unloved, falling down, yeah. pretty rough. Um, we're living upstairs, and we're camping upstairs. Oh, really? Yeah,
4: yeah. It
3: was all offices. So it's nylon it, carpets
2: it. and strip lighting okay. and mice. Um, oh, you got mice! Um, slugs, bedbugs, oh. mosquitoes. Mosquitoes.
3: Yeah, we have. Oh. We've got a bit of a mosquito problem. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so
2: sorry.
3: But yeah, but no. I mean, I mean, it's all, that's all great. All but it's good, just all got in the way, hasn't it? You know, it's yeah, it's kind of, like, a lot yeah.
2: longer. We thought within two years would be like.
3: Well, we thought that after the first year we'd open the basement studio, and I mean, that's took us nearly four years to do.
2: And it was only because Robert kept... The guy who came down earlier kept badgering us. He's mm. like, I want to come and work in Clay's base. Yeah. Went, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get back to you on that. And he just wouldn't give up until we let him in, really.
3: So he sort of lit a mm. fire under you a bit. Too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so now there's a load of work to do down here to make it kind of more of a communal working space. And it, uh,
1: is that... I mean, it looks... To, in in my eyes, it looks like it's ready to go. No. It like...
2: There's no there's no proper... Because cl- we recycle um, all our clay and water. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's what
1: I, was, I, was, I looked it up and yours is zero waste. Our aim right? is zero
2: waste. Right, yeah, People yeah. keep Their turning up is. and throwing plastic bottles in the rubbish bin. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, which is a little bit annoying. <laughs> yeah,
2: but yeah, we, we we seriously try. So the older the clay gets, the better better it is to work with actually. So oh, right, right. every single bit of wheel slops, all the clay gets recycled and then that gets left to settle out and the water settles clear, so we use that for floor mopping. Oh, um, yeah. And the same
3: with glaze, yeah, uh, the
2: glaze thing is really people important. clean all their
3: brushes and stuff in in, uh, in like a in, in a bucket and then at the end of the day. Uh, the next day that's settled out, all the sediment, then we tip oh. off the water and then that sediment, we collect that back up and, you can and reconstitute mm. that into glazes. It's a bit like like plasticine, you know, you start off with like all the nice colours and then you end up with like brown. Right, yeah. No, it's actually But the glaze actually comes out a really nice kind of dark, khaki green colour. Yeah, it's good. Um, and what which is, is,
1: what's the glaze made from
2: all the other glazes, all the other colours. But
1: like, how does it? What what is glaze?
2: Gla- oh right, it's, I've never
1: really sort of. Uh, that's one thing I've always taken for granted. Is like, it's what glass. Is
2: it's ah. it's silica, so it's kind of finely powdered minerals, really. So there's different firing temperatures. So the high firing glazes are made from like quartz, flint, oh. um, feldspars, um, china clay, chalk. And then then metals to colour them, and the lower-fired ones are kind of compounds of silica, really. Mm. Yeah, so all this sludgy powder that we always have in water.
3: Yeah, so any any, any particular glaze might be made up of three, four, up to ten, twelve different ingredients in any particular one glaze Mm. uh and then we've got i don't know how many glaze we've got like 100 different glazes or something easily 100 colors yeah um so they're all like completely different recipes and stuff different firing temperatures some of them are glassy some of them are matte yeah um and then like like these ones on on uh, nina's work which are like slips which are like basically clay with a bit of coloring all Mm. that gets mixed together in this bucket and then you get this thing that's probably got hundreds and hundreds of different ingredients in it and then you fire it to see what'll happen yeah you know
2: and it's always khaki green well (laughs) i I really like it yeah we've been talking about making something to raise funds for clay space out of recycled recycled clay clay and recycled glazes we kind of we have lots of different clay bodies and occasionally we'll get kind of bits that get contaminated with another bit people like marble clays together and that all goes in bung it clay right and so we end up with marbly clay um, and then we've got the bungit glaze, so yeah, we thought we should do something. Make something
3: with it, yeah. yeah.
2: We just haven't had the time yet.
3: No, <laughs> it doesn't sound like
1: it. <laughs> Craziness. Well, right. okay, so you've got a lot of plans on the on the burner in, yeah. the, in the kiln,
2: yeah, and yeah, ones we haven't even mentioned as well. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, well,
1: well, yeah. I mean, I was going to suggest, obviously, that people should follow you. Um, I guess the best place to follow you would be on Instagram. Yeah. Because that's the more, like, instant visuals. Yeah.
3: This is what you're doing. Yeah. Here's, here's what it looks like. Um, we
2: have got a website, but we, we don't.
3: Yeah, the website is the best place to go if you want to find out, you know. When the classes when are. When the classes are, how much they are, when yeah. they're running, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That seems pretty pretty well maintained. Because I was looking at it earlier on, and I was looking at the timetables for, for where my beginner class starts.
3: And, uh, yeah, you,
1: you keep that
2: Good, thank Polish. you. Ian's always saying, "Oh God, it, it needs overhauling. It's not clean." Because <laughs> it enough. was like
3: when we opened Clayspace, it was kind of basically thrown together like really fast to, to right, sort yeah. of get get I, yeah. something up and running, and then being too busy to actually go back and do anything with it, just yeah. updating a bit of information now and again. But.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, because you're the you're the web designer, web developer, aren't you? So. I was, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't really want people to know that. <laughs> <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> good to do that's without it. people asking me to help them with their website well, just say no you know yeah. try it so
1: i've got um right we're gonna we're gonna totally wrap up in a sec there mm. was a couple of things i wanted to get to so um little random aside bits what would be the learning curve for uh well i was gonna say like somebody who wants to set up a studio like is is there quite a sort of is there a lot of gear you need to get no
2: you can do it really low tech yeah um, there's always somebody you can rent kiln space off when you get started. So you don't need to spend a lot of money.
0: Right.
2: What would you say would be important?
3: Uh, it depends what you want to make. If you, if, of course, if you want to throw, then you'd have to buy a wheel. I would say the...
2: get the health and safety
3: right. Actually.
1: Oh, for the, uh, the dust. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, you, yeah. you need to fight, you need to get a, an area where you can set up to work, where you can, you know, clean, clean it, clean it easily. Mm. Um, especially if you're doing it at home, you don't want that dust building up where in you your live. sofa. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a good point. I, I really wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah.
3: yeah. So you need, you know, yeah, you need to set up a, a, a clean area that you can kind of wipe down and keep the dust down and everything. Yeah,
2: and then you can you can just have a table and a chair. It doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. And then you know, once you've kind of figured out what it is, because generally people start and their ideas will go on a lovely snaky path. Mm. You know, and they'll kind of abandon ideas, return to them. So, you know, you might think you need a wheel and you might end up not needing that at all.
3: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, probably, probably in ceramics, probably... You need very pro- little. There's probably, couple of probably less than 10% of the kind of pots that are made are made on a wheel. Yeah, um, um, and really. you can
2: make most of your tools. You don't need to spend a lot of money on.
3: Oh,
1: so you can sort of, like, Frankenstein your own little utensils. And... Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, people use them for, like, carving or... Making loyalty cards are the most useful tool,
2: really. Yeah. Ah. Like plastic credit cards. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can kind of shape them with scissors and sand them down so you can yeah. make kind of knife serrated yeah. edges, things for smoothing, things for cutting. This is
1: like going back to, to like the history of... Blue Peter. Of, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that, but like, like, but like the history of pottery. So it's like, I guess yeah. back in those days we'd have like hacked at stones and stuff and this is like the modern equivalent. There's a
2: Japanese potter and... who makes little bowls on her elbow. That's her that pots. Work? Just a ball of clay and you just re- round your really elbow. You a pointy elbow, you make a pointy <laughs> pot. If you have a more rounded elbow, then it'll be more open. <laughs> form. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be high tech. No. Um, it can be, if you want it to be. It depends what's yeah, enjoyable. It's got to be enjoyable because yeah. it's hard to make money out of it. Yeah, is, that, yeah, I think is so. that a common
1: sort of thing with pottery? Is it like sort of not, not the most lucrative? Of?
2: It's not lucrative, no. I mean,
3: I mean, there's a few superstar potters who, who are doing all right.
2: I mean, I think of a studio potter as somebody who's making a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, banging out real volume.
1: Finally, uh... So I saw the image from Ghost on your Instagram feed, and I was, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, of course, Ghost pottery. Ah, and I knew that you would. I could bring it up with you because you posted it. So yes, I was like, okay, it was obviously... the
2: bane of my life. Well, yeah, I was going to ask. Like, so,
1: like, do you get do you get people coming in wanting to do the old like?
2: It's a running joke. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of fun with it. Really, there was a there was a kind of um, video on I don't know social media at yeah. uh, some American ceramics fair where it was like a sign saying, have a go on the potter's wheel, and this kind of slightly creepy-looking guy. And so people would come up to go on the wheel, yeah. and he'd be like, yeah, just make yourself comfortable with you in a minute, and then he'd go and put the music on. Oh, and then it'd be like close-up camera of their like, faces as they were completely freaking out. You know? <laughs> oh, I but yeah. no, it's like we get a lot of couples coming and doing... There's a wedding anniversary, isn't there? 13 years or something is oh. a pottery wedding anniversary. And yeah. so people mm. come and do a class.
1: Is that the earthenware anniversary? Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I've never really looked it up, but you right. know, people are into it.
1: Yeah, I mean, are there any other sort of uh, moments in pop culture where pottery comes into play that you... You can remember, or is that like the... Johnny Vegas.
3: Oh, God, yes. What was that?
2: Johnny Vegas um, I mean, trained the- trained as a ceramicist ah. um, before he got into stand-up comedy, and his first um, stand-up that he did was him on a potter's wheel, ah. and he'd make himself a pint pot on the potter's wheel, pour beer into it and drink out this sloppy, <laughs> soft piece of clay. And then he has, a, he has a kind of fun thing where it's a one-minute teapot, and you know oh. and they set the set the stopwatch, and he's got to make the whole teapot, and then spout pour, handle, handle there, oh, pour from it within a minute. Is that doable? Yeah, yeah, we've done it a few times <laughs> yeah, here. Sure, it's really yeah. good fun. I mean, oh. you can't make a nice teapot, but you can. <laughs> uh, a, a pot that you can put tea in. Yes. make tea in.
1: That's enough, Bridget, Ian. Thank you so much for your time. You've been incredibly generous, and uh, yeah, I hope I hope people listening can sort of yeah, they've got a lot out of this, and hopefully you're going to have a lot more pupils, students. Experts, beginners, everything.
2: Creatives doing bonkers things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bring it. Excellent. Thanks, guys. No, thank you. Cheers. (laughs) Weren't they a delight? That was so much fun. And... Yeah, it, as I said in the intro, like it really set the tone for the uh, the beginners course that I started and completed, and ended up with some pretty cool stuff out of it. Um, I made a bowl, I made a square bowl, I made a lid for the square bowl by accident, and um, what else did I make? Uh, just some some weird little cups I made on my first day. But the, the thing that really took my breath away was the glazing part. So like you, I mean, if you've done it before, you, you know all this stuff. But for me, it was insane. Like glazing, you, you sort of paint this stuff on and it kind of dries instantly. And then next week when it's glazed by Bridget O'Rean, um, it comes out and it's just got the most gorgeous colour and crazy sort of artefacts from it. Um and it, and as we say in the chat, it's all natural, like these are all natural elements and it's very it's just very elemental and you know it's earth and fire and you know natural minerals and all this kind of stuff. And then to see what happens to it after you've you know you just sort of spodged a lot of stuff all over it and then it comes out like that, it's like damn, this is it's kind of like nature's doing all this for me. And it's 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 so it's so amazing, it's so rewarding as well. So yeah, I really, really dug that. So yeah I would say if you want to get involved they are beginning a it's a it's a basically it's the, the course that I just did they're starting another one next Tuesday which will be the 29th so do try and hop on that if you can probably spaces are limited I don't know how many they got left on that one if you're already into your pottery and ceramics then just turn up and do one of the dropping classes all the all of them can be found on the website just yeah enjoy yourselves people it's a fascinating world and what's so cool about it as well uh i keep banging on about it it's like this is my new thing um I, I can't get enough of it but like it it's it's a simple thing as i say earth earth and fire you know clay and fire but then in that there is an infinite world of possibilities like you can make anything you want you can glaze it how you want you can approach it whatever way you want to and um uh yeah, I just think that whole thing with the yeah the connection with mental health too I and mean, it's so it's just it's just out there ready for you to indulge in and uh you know just treat yourself too. So yeah, go get yourself some ceramics and pottery in your lives. That's probably about it from me today, people. Uh at risk of rambling like I did last week. Oh boy. That was a long intro and outro, was it not? i'll just say yeah give me a follow i'm at, at buddy underscore piece. that little underscore is a sneaky bugger but it's important um i'm on buddypiece.com it's my website and uh music is on com. i was on uh an episode of the estimable damnless slacks podcast falling forwards which is it's really really nice podcast like he he's i know him through making music and obviously through scroobius pip whose podcast i now produce it was really cool to uh, have a proper chat with him and sit down and uh catch up and whatnot so battery is running low i gotta go um oh god i've got like seconds left Uh-oh. okay uh, follow me uh huge love thanks for listening so much i will speak to you soon big ups thanks again peace